SFL Nation, and welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decide to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. I really appreciate it, y'all. Season 16, finally here. First games are happening on January the 23rd, Saturday and 24th. I'm gonna happy to give you the rundown on the games, where to find them, who's playing, and my picks. Followed with great, great uh, fourth and goal interviews with Mr. Chad Rowland. Also, Tom Welsh and Yogi Barr with me tonight talking about their new uh, positions that they just, um, uh, league staff positions and new coaching positions that came available for them. Awesome stuff. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, so we have here the Simulation Football League's Week 1 Review. Now, on Saturday, January 23rd, Arizona and Baltimore will be taking on each other at 4.30 p.m. on TV 11 Sports, streaming on For The Fans Twitch Network, and I am definitely going to go for Arizona. I mean, you know, I, I can't go against my team. I don't care how, I don't care if they are the champs or not. <laughs> and then next up at 5.05 p.m., Tulsa Desperados will be taking on the Atlanta Swarm on TV ESN bonus coverage. And streaming on SFL Twitch, I am, ooh, this is hard. My old team versus my home Atlanta team. I think I'm going to go with Atlanta on this one. Uh, Fort Worth is taking on Queen City at 6.40 p.m. on television, 11 Sports Network. Streaming for the fans, Twitch TV. I am going to go with Queen City on this one. Louisiana will be taking on Vancouver at 7.15 p.m. also on Saturday. TV ESN bonus coverage streaming on SFL Twitch channel. Very good game to watch. I think that Louisiana is going to win this game. Probably not by very much, but I think that they will win. Florida will be taking on the Lone Star Glory at 9 p.m. Streaming on LSN for the fans, Facebook at Twitch TV. I am going to go with Florida on this one. Uh, I think Mighty, every time Mighty switches up his playbooks that week one, you never know what to expect from him. Well, I guess that's, that's the same thing can be said for all teams, but Mighty especially because he changes things up so much. Um, next up, Carolina will be taking on Las, the Carolina Skyhawks. will be taking on the Las Vegas Fury at 9.20 p.m. Streaming on SFL Twitch channel, and I am going to go with. I'm actually going to go with Carolina on this one. Um, I think that with um, Harish and with Sir Chappelle over there, I think they're going to do some wonderful things together. So we're going to see how that plays out. On Sunday, January the 24th at 11:30 a.m. Ooh, early morning games. 
The London Knights will be taking on the DC Dragon, streaming for on For the Fans and For the Fans Twitch. I am going to go with. I'm actually going to go with London on this one. Um, 12:05 p.m. Houston will be taking on Houston Hyenas will be taking on the Jacksonville Kings, streaming on For the Fans bonus coverage and SFL Twitch. Oh, going to be a fantastic game to watch, but I think Jacksonville is going to take this game. At 1.40 p.m., San Diego Mavericks will be taking on the Los Angeles Likings, streaming on For the Fans and For the Fans Twitch. I'm going to go with ooh, two new expansion teams taking on each other. I think San Diego is going to win this game. At 2.15 p.m., Mexico City. Aztecs will be taking on the Charleston Predators, streaming on For the Fans bonus coverage and SFL Twitch channel. And I'm going to go with the Mexico City Aztecs on this one. 9 p.m. The Denver Nightwings will be taking on the Sioux Falls Sparrows, streaming on LSN For the Fans Facebook and uh, slash Twitch TV. I am going to go with, ooh, this is going to be another hard, difficult game to call, but I... I think I'm going to go with Sioux Falls on this one. And at 9.20 p.m., the St. Louis Gladiators will be taking on the Portland Fleet streaming on SFL Twitch channel. And I'm going to say that Portland is going to win this game. And as you can see at the bottom of the, of the, um, the flyer that I have up here, all times are Eastern Times. Um, we have SFL on 11 Sports Network, For the Fans Network, LSN Network, Twitch, For the Fans Plus Twitch, and Facebook Watch, which, a, which is a new thing. So, this is going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see how everything shakes out. And if you want more information, please feel free to visit www.simulationfl.net for more details. And now, my fourth and goal interviews. Stay tuned. And welcome back to SFL Nation. I have one of my good friends here with me that has been, I've known him since season 13. And his name is Mr. Chad Rowland, GM and defensive tackle of the London Knights. How you doing? I'm doing good, Ash. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, and listen, I want to apologize because it's been so long since you've been back on, man. I know, it's you been know. like three seasons. I know, right? And time went by so fast. Like. <laughs> I haven't even signed a contract yet when I got on your show. That's true. Yeah, I haven't even been on a contract yet. Man, and you've done so much since then, and I'm just happy and excited to be able to share that with all of my, my um, listeners and watchers and things like that. But before we get into all of that, for people that did not get a chance to see you, well, to hear our episode, because I wasn't even on visual or anything like that then, mm -hmm. um, give us a brief overview of yourself. So your name, your age, Chad is not your name, um, your age, your hometown, some interesting facts about yourself, and your favorite NFL team. Oh, man. All right. So my name is actually Chad Rowland. So um, I'm 36. I am from Indianapolis, Indiana, so born and raised in Indy. I'm not a Colts fan. I, I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan. So, you know, going back in the 90s, you know, it, it was a team to have, you know, America's team. They haven't been America's team probably since 95, but whatever. 
Um, but uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a project manager, so you know I do a lot of different. I have a lot of different projects going at one time, uh, and then you know for myself, I mean I have five kids. Being 36 with five kids, you know you keep busy. So you're right about that, and I guess you do have the right background as far as being a project manager, you know, because you have a lot of hats right now. Like, a little bit, we, yeah. Because <laughs> when we first met. You know, you were just getting introduced to, to the league and everything was brand new and, you know, you were trying to see how you were going to make an impact and Lord and hold that you have, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so tell us, how'd you find us anyway? You know, I was I was looking through different YouTube videos and stuff about all pro football just because I, it was a game I used to enjoy playing. Um, and I actually had a 360, so I was actually looking like to see if anybody was even doing anything with it anymore. Uh, and then I actually came up on a game between Baltimore and Vegas. I think it was Vegas, um, which is ironically where I started at in Baltimore. And uh, so I watched it and I was like, okay, this is interesting because I've always done the simming sports stuff, you know, on my own. And so to have that as a community with other people that did it, I was, I was like, all right, this is interesting. Uh, and then I joined in and, and one of the first people that actually reached out to me was TJ from Baltimore. Um, and it was just, you know, I was just hooked from day one. Speaking of Baltimore, how did you actually join the team? Were you drafted on the team or did you come as a non-contract? So, so I, when they, I joined up right before, I believe they announced the TV deal. Okay. And, and that was when, because of the influx of people that came in at that time, they were talking about doing the non-contract from couch to field thing, if you remember that. Yes. So that first, I think it was week seven of season 13, that was when the first signings of not of non-contract players happened and I was one of those first signings. Okay, and what was that experience like being on Baltimore? I mean, it was, I learned so much from Baltimore. I mean, I, you know, obviously it's being week seven and then by the time that we hit the first playoff win against Atlanta in season 13, that was when I got promoted up to GM. Um, and just once I got into that role and just started working with TJ nonstop, it was just, I had so much fun doing it. I mean, it was it was such a blast. And I learned so much from the guy. Yeah, that good group of guys over there in Baltimore, man. He oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. a great team to start. And I know you learned a lot from TJ and T-Pat, too. That was awesome. Yeah. Tell me, what made you leave so abruptly? You know, there was there was a lot of things that were going on during season 15, um, I had some stuff going on privately anyway, but, um, you know, and I kind of took that out on the SFL a little bit, uh, you know, some of the things that went down between the, you know, the Wildcats and the, and the revolution stuff and with Shan and all that, we won't get into all those details, but, um, you know, I thought that the league kind of handled it not in a good way at that time. And so I decided to leave, you know, it was one of those things where I thought, you know, I would take a stand against what I thought was wrong. Um, and then, you know, that was in, in retrospect. Now, looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that at all. But, you know, decisions were made and it wouldn't be where I am right now. So. So do you still have any ill feelings towards that? No. You know, the good thing about that is, is when I came back, um, I had like a almost a three hour long conversation with Cam about everything and just kind of laid it all out there on the line and told him everything that I felt. And cause there were some things too between me and Cam, which I'm not gonna get into about that, but mm -hmm. um, 
that were resolved through that phone call. And then we had a, such a great conversation and it just really made my love for the SFL return again. I mean, I was already kind of, I mean, I was already hooked back into it anyway. Um, you know, it was even kind of like what he said. He was like, I hear the enthusiasm and the love you have for the SFL. And when you're on access live, you know, what's going on. And so we had this great talk and, and it's been good ever since. So no ill feelings towards the SFL at all. Ah, uh, awesome. That's good. Yep. Well, I guess you wouldn't be back if you did. So. I, mean, if I did, I wouldn't be back. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but um, so Baltimore won their first championship last season. How mm. do you feel about that? And how do you feel about missing it by that much, man? You could have been. I know. You're right. Yeah, you know, right. One of the, some of the things that happened during this past, you know, during season 15 when I left, that's one of the big regrets. Actually, the biggest regret was just leaving TJ, leaving Baltimore, um, you know, because it, it was such a great group. You know, I was able to help bring some of these rookies in, like Mac Chima was my first draft pick, uh, you know, bringing in guys like Ben Stack and Paper and Nolan Pierce and, you know, just Frank Smith, another great guy that we brought in as well. I mean, it just in the team camaraderie, you know, working with TJ, um, you know, being able to, to talk with T-Roy and Jack Wigmore and, and Giovanni and all these guys. I mean, it was such a great locker room to be in. And I knew, and I kept calling it, I knew this team was going to win the title. It just, it was just a matter of when. Um, and it just so happened to be season 15, you know, after I left. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm excited for him. I celebrated. I had a cigar that was actually in a humidor that was ready to go for that moment. And I joined them that night and had the cigar after the championship game. And, uh, you know, hey, now they're now they're my division rival. So yeah, I know I'm going to ask you about that, too. That, that's going to be yeah. interesting. <laughs> um, but, you know, T-Roy always gives me a hard time, you know, because he's always still in my players. But I was on Tulsa. He stole Garrett, um, Garrett from us, you know. Yeah. Then we would often argue about you and stuff like that. I was like, come on, man. You know, <laughs> but you, you, you definitely, he is, he is, um, but you make an impact wherever you go. And in my opinion, Baltimore's loss of your services was the best thing that could have happened to London in terms of the culture. Um, you are, you, you basically go and you, you make the, you make an impact so much so that you do tend to change the entire cultures of teams sometimes. And I'm just wondering. How do you feel, or do you feel any pressure going to London and kind of, well, you gotta, you're the GM over there too, and you're the, the defensive tackle, but how do you feel about that pressure that's going on right now? Yeah, I mean, there's there's pressure, obviously. I mean, you know, when you go two and 10, two and 10 and three and nine in the past three seasons, um, and you're coming in to change not only the culture, but to change everything on the field and off the field. I mean, it, there's a lot of pressure on you, obviously. Um, but, you know, one of, one of my good friends in this league is Tanner Hendricks. Um, me and Tanner have talked all the time, you know, even before, uh, before I joined up in London about the possibility of teaming up together. Um, I actually was thinking about having him team up with me in Baltimore, to be quite honest. Um, but... You know, we we talked and we both felt that, you know, we wanted an opportunity to be able to turn around a franchise and turn around the reputation of, of a team. And what better place to do that than London? I mean, you know, you had guys that you had coaches that were that were getting run out or not being run out, but, you know, leaving on their own terms, players that came to me and talked about London before I joined up. And, um, you know, but with this situation, 
you know, leaving Baltimore was Baltimore was a was a fantastic, it's a wonderful franchise. It's one of the best franchises in the SFL, hands down. Um, and they already have such a great culture. And I learned exactly how to keep that culture and build that culture with TJ and T Pat and those guys. Um, you know, when I came back, I, I had one job circled in my mind, and that was London. Uh, being able to 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 not only you know to solidify myself because I try to be the best GM I can, you know, to be the best GM, to be the most well-known GM in the SFL. So if I can do something where I could turn around not only the on-field product but off-field product for London, that's a win-win for me. Definitely, definitely. So, what did you learn in Baltimore that will help you achieve the goals in turning around the culture in London? You know, just the relationships that that TJ has with these players. You know, and and he always talked. You know, he always taught me about you know getting to know everybody on a on a you know not just a professional level but a personal level. Um, you know, I reached out to these people and, and like my teammates and talked to them and, and just try to be the best you know example that I can be. Um, you know, so bringing that type of culture and bringing that winning franchise culture over to London was key to me. You know, first thing I did was reach out to each and every one of these guys introduced myself, wanted to get to know what they wanted to see out of London, what they wanted out of London football. Um, and just, you know, hey, you know, let them know I'm here to change things. I'm here to, to make this a winning franchise, you know, to, to talk about London, to get people to talk about London in a positive way, not in a negative way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because they have had their share of negativity. I have to tell you that. But. Yeah. I mean, in their, in their entire franchise history, I believe it's been, I think they won 21 games in their entire franchise history since season 10. So, um, you know, looking to turn that around for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I, I often have issues with people that, talk smack about teams that aren't as winning because it's very hard to be a coach let alone if you have a family like you have five children you have people that travel and they have to take their xbox with them everywhere to get the you know send games and you know people work very hard on what on the product that they're putting out there in the field and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't exactly and in season like the end of season 14 and the beginning of 15 i was really kind of working behind the scenes with TJ on learning that type of ordeal and just seeing what you got to go through week in and week out was just, it, it was a real eye opener. And even now, you know, I've been, you know, it's been a team effort here in London to try to, you know, to turn our playbook around and turn around the way we play on the field. Um, and all of us have been involved. Every one of us has been involved in this and, you know, running Sims and doing this and that. I mean, in my mind, I could see somebody like Eddie Gage, for example, having a carry on just for his Xbox. You know, and, 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 you know, if I ever had to travel and stuff, I'd be taking it with me. That way I could run Sims and make sure these guys, you know, make sure that we're all on the same page and working together. So, yeah, being a coach is is a very different ordeal than I thought it would be. Um, and you and you put in so much time and effort. But it, but when you do that, you see the product on the field. You see what happens. You win ball. Games. Absolutely. And you get the sense of satisfaction, you know, when they when you win and then. You can you you take those losses very seriously because you have what 19, 20 other guys that are looking at you as coach and you're like, hey, why aren't we winning? Yep. And then you have to worry about the team retention because of that, things like that. So yeah. Yeah. And in all the hours that coaches put in and stuff, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Like even just in the small amount of time that I've been helping out and doing it, there's been so many hours that I have put into this and it's just you know, I'm wanting to see the results on the field. And if we win this Sunday, then that's great. You know, I'm, I'm going to be pumped up and 
uh, you know, the rest of the team we pumped up and they'll be seeing all those hours that we've been putting in. Definitely. So, well, big question is, what do you think, what are you thinking about the game, you know, with um, Baltimore actually being your rivals now? How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun <laughs> for me. Um, you know, being able to go up against the guy that really taught me a lot about what this game's about. Um, you know, and, and Jack too. I mean, Jack is a, is a special talent in this league that nobody can just deny. Um, he did such a great job during that past season being an associate head coach for them. Uh, you know, going up against those guys and then seeing them on the field again is going to be a little different just because I'll be, you know, in these colors and not in the black. Um, but it's going to be fun too at the same time. Speaking of coaching opportunities, congratulations. You are now the coach over at Lexington for the SFLM team, the Lexington Miners. The Lexington Miners. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So, okay, tell us the whole story of how you even got to that point and yeah, who so the Lexington of, Miners actually are. Yeah, so part of this last season, um, in season 15, I believe when they announced that they were going to expand by four teams, um, this was right before I left. And I, you know, was I was talking to actually TJ back and forth about it for a while, and I was like, I really want to do it, like just because I want to, you know, be able to to add to my resume in the SFL, not only being a great GM but also being a great coach. Um, and so he was giving me some advice about what to do, and then I decided to go ahead and put in for it. And then we, had, when they announced those four expansion teams, I was actually one of them, so I actually got the Lexington Miners. But the problem was during that time was they didn't have a lot of influx of players that were coming in. Uh, so in the end, it was decided that Lexington was to fold, obviously, and part of that happened because I left the league as well. Um, but it was kind of in the cards anyway, I think. So they folded them. Uh, when I came back, one of the things I wanted to do after me and Tanner were talking back and forth was I want to go get my team back, you know, if I can even get my team back. Um, so I messaged, you know, DC a couple times and was just like, Hey, you know, I'm really interested in coming back. I want to be part of the minors because the league has given me so much. I want to return the favor kind of way. You know what I mean? So I know that like, I didn't go through the minor league system, like all these players are now, but to be able to, you know, come in and then teach these guys like, Hey, this is what you need to do for interviews. This is how you need to progress your player. This is how you get into the league. Um, is, is something to me that I feel like that's me giving thanks to Cam and, and the rest of the people who, who've made this league what it is. So do you do you think you're going to want to tiring yourself out because you're GM and defensive tackle over in London. You um, help out with various other things in the league. Um, I know you do stats. Um, I know you do some beat writing as well. Um, and then you got a coach and the SFL, yeah. it seems like you're not going to have some time off. Like, I mean, I, but that's it, though. I mean, I want to – all my free time that I have, I mean, I want to be able to, to put it into the league, you know. Um, you know, now obviously I'll have free time with family and stuff, but the free time I don't have after that, um, I want to put it all back into the league, you know, with, with, with London. Um, you know, we have a great team in there for sure this season, um, you know, with – Jack Lewis coming in as a, as a scout for us. He's nothing but phenomenal. Like, I want to just give him a shout out on this show because, like, for what he's done for us so far has been just nothing short of amazing. Um, I've actually promoted – I'm actually making him the uh, offensive coordinator for Lexington. Um, okay. That way he can he can get some experience in the minors. 
you know, he's been helping us develop some playbooks and this and that. And I want to see what he can do. Um, so he's going to be the offensive coordinator. And then actually um, Tom Tanner, who was drafted by St. Louis, is going to be the defensive coordinator uh, in Lexington. Nice. So given, given some rookies the opportunity to come in and then be able to, you know, I want, what I want is to show the rookies that I have now or the minor league players that I have now that, hey, you know, you could be a minor league player the next season. You could be right in these guys' spots, helping coach teams and, and you know, telling these younger players like, hey, this is, this is you know, what you can be, you know. So, um, you know, in Lexington, like I said, it's going to be a, a great opportunity. Um, you know, I'm very thankful for it. Jeff Gagne is also on the staff as well as assistant coach. Uh, you know, he was with Annapolis last season. So being, uh, being already familiar with those players, I wanted somebody that can come in and, and you know, them guys know. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm ready for it. I wish it was actually tomorrow, to be honest with you. <laughs> along with the SFL, let's just run them simultaneously. I mean, I, there you go. <laughs> I think Cam's gonna, Cam will lose all his hair. <laughs> yeah, he pulled all of his hair. <laughs> so tell me, um, are you going to be hands-on with these guys as far as their progression goes, kind of guiding them? Or are you going to kind of let them be yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, to me, you know – I've been, I've been, I helped build progression plans in Baltimore. Um, I helped build the progression plans here. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to get to where like I'm working with Jack and working with Tom on these, you know, on how they can build progression plans. Jeff is actually my assistant GM in London. So he's actually been already involved in this sort of process. Uh, so, you know, teaching these guys how to, you know, better themselves in the SFL to where maybe they could be GM someday. Um, you know, so, you know, teaching these guys what I know that I've learned is is one of my number one goals. And, and really the number one goal being the Lexington head coach is to get these guys drafted, you know, to, to tell them what they need to do in these interviews. Because there's a lot of rookies that have, that have come in and, and I've done plenty of interviews, trust me. I mean, I've, you know, I think in Baltimore that first season I did 85 interviews or something for just one draft pick. Yeah. Um, you know, and even this past season in London, I mean, we already knew who we wanted to take anyway, but you know, I've, I did quite a few interviews and I got Jeff involved in those. So, um, you know, just having that sort of, you know, experience is key, I think. And these guys are going to learn all that stuff when in Lexington. Do you ever think about being the owner of a major team? I thought about it. I mean, um, I actually have a design and everything already ready to go. Um, yeah, I know. The Tokyo right? Samurai. I'm oh, sorry. No, it is not the Tokyo <laughs> No, I mean, I, I do have a, I do have a team design in mind if that ever happens. Um, but, you know, I, I'm taking it one thing at a time. You know, hey, obviously, I, I think that you know, being able to to be a GM in Baltimore and then being able to coach, I'm trying to build an impressive resume. Let's put it that way. Um, for the when I do get an opportunity, if there is an opportunity to be able to be an owner, then it's a we can't say no situation to the owners mm. in that mind. I like it. I like it. Last question, because I know you got to get ready to go. No, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. You got time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So where do you see yourself in a year's time in the SFL and in life? Normally I say about five years, but we're going to kind of scale it down a little bit. I mean, let's see. In real life, um, you know, just staying healthy, obviously. (laughs) Um, You know, making more money, obviously. Uh, you know, just enjoying my time with the kids and stuff and the wife. Um, but in the SFL, I mean, I wouldn't mind hoisting that trophy this season in London, but 
uh, you know, that's a long way to go. So we, you know, we're taking it one game at a time, but um, you know, if I had to guess a year off uh, a year from now, I would think that, you know, for London to be a, a playoff contending team uh, for everybody to have the impression that uh, London is a really good place to be, you know, and then it's all thanks to these guys that are in there now. Cause you know, the guy, the people I have, I mean, I could come in there and do what I can do all day, but you know, having guys like Jeff Gagne and, and Tanner and Benji Matson and, and these guys that are here now, um, you know, I want people to say, well, this is, this was a collective effort and they really turned this franchise around. All right. Okay. Now, is there a team that you are are particularly looking forward besides Baltimore that you are particularly looking forward to playing this season? And is there one that you're like, oh, oh, I hate to have to play these guys. I've got to. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you, I'm really looking forward to playing everybody. Um, you know, obviously, but if I had to pick one team that I'm kind of like Ugh, about, it's probably Lone Star. I mean, just because, I mean, I know all them guys. They're, they're all great guys. Um, Bo Martin obviously left London to go to Lone Star. Uh, they're just – they're putting together something very good over there, a very special team. I, you know, I think they're going to be a I, – I think they're a top five team at the end of the season, to be honest. Um, and so I, that's one team that I – if I can't put Baltimore in there, that's one team I'm kind of like, about um, – yeah. Like I said, I'm looking forward to just playing everybody. I mean, you guys are going to be tough, too. I mean, we got you in week three. Uh, so, you know, it's not it's that little stretch right there, week three, week four, week five, we have at Arizona, at Baltimore, and then at home against Lone Star. So that's that's three tough games right there, back, back, back. Um, but everybody else, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to – I'm really looking forward to just playing, to be honest. You know, week one going up against D.C. and a, a quote-unquote expansion franchise, even though Destro's been around a while. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch, and it's gonna be fun to watch because you don't know what people are actually gonna do. You know that first exactly. game is a doozy. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's what I've been telling these guys in London. It's like you know we're not gonna come out all firing all cylinders. I mean, we want to, but you know we're just you know it's up to the APF gods on on everything. <laughs> so uh, you know we can put the game plans in and we can predict. You know we can best game plan for what's gonna happen, what we think is gonna happen, um, but. People just got to remember that's just how it works in this league. So the logo behind you is the well, not only London, but it's also the Lexington Miners. Yeah, that's, logo. that's the Miners logo, correct? Who came yeah. up with that? Was that that was that was actually? I mean, the league comes up with the logos. Okay, um, but actually, I I believe I got TJ to help me do this. Nice. Okay. So yeah, so he he helped me out with that with that logo, if I remember correctly. But that was back when I had them the first time. So I've just kept all this stuff ever since. Nice. Uh, for one day that I can have them back. Because I don't know if it was a Matt Dole creation or if it was something. That no, he- I mean, it's, it's, it's the logo that's in the game, if I remember correctly. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, listen, Chad, I am so glad that you made an appearance, that you decided to come and fix my show with your presence, man, always. Um, I do plan on having some guest hosts on this season to help um, give me the give us the rundown of the game. So if you'd like to yeah. do that, man, just let me know. I'd love to have let it. me know. Okay. Let's not make it three seasons before I'm back on here. Listen. I don't want to be back for season 20. <laughs> no, we're going to make it definitely sooner than that. But do you have any questions for me before I let you go? You know, let me ask you. So how in your mind is Arizona going to be this season? Because really, here's here's my thought: is you guys, 
you guys are right there. I mean, on the cusp. I mean, DJ Moses, I think, is going to be a hell of a back this season. And I, and, and I think you you are going to turn your game around. I've, I've predicted that. But how do you feel? Because you're co-GM, too. So how do you feel that your team is going to be this season? Hmm. I think that we're going to fare very well. Um, when um, Bernard asked me that last week, I told him I believe we're going 8-4. and four. And mm-hmm. I still believe that. I know we're going to take some L's, but I think overall, Eddie, I've watched Eddie and I've watched um, Larry. I watched him literally take our playbook and just change everything around. Yeah. Because we couldn't keep checking it down to DJ. Everybody figured that's what we we're going to do. And they yeah. we saw what happened. We won yeah. like the first three, yeah. three games. So it was definitely, uh, it took a change in some of our personnel. And it took a change in the way that our playbooks were designed in order for us to be able to become this eight and four season, eight and four team that I believe that we will become. And I think we have a really good chance to make the playoffs and go deep in, if not make it to the championship. You know what? I think you do too. I mean, just because like the one thing I've noticed, and and everybody knows too, but if you haven't talked to him, but Eddie Gage is one of, if not the hardest working dudes in the SFL period. I mean, really. I mean, just I've had some great conversations with him. Did he ever tell you the conversation I had about Bernard Smith? No. So, so in the midst of all this stuff, I was interviewing rookies left and right, left and right. And and Bernard was one of the guys that I interviewed. And I and I messaged Eddie and was like, this guy screamed scorpions. And I was like, because I was like, when I was talking to him, I was like, he didn't tell me like he was he was interested in scorpions or anything like that. But it was just the way that Bernard Smith talked to me. I was just like, man, he would be perfect for Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept telling Eddie, I was like, you're gonna draft him. Like, just tell me that and just be done with it. <laughs> uh, and then when they took him, I was like, I I think I remember I sent a message. I was like, see, I told you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you could ask me. I would have told you, but you know. Yeah. But I mean, to me, I mean, like I said, I think you guys are going to be a hell of a team. I think TJ Punk, I think Everson, I mean, you guys have really had a great, great free agency too. Everett Garrison was a great pickup. TJ Punk, I think is going to be an underrated tight end in this league. Um, Just like Benji Matson, I think Benji Matson, the the, the calendar boy for the tight end calendar, I think he's going to be a hell of a tight end. (laughs) So, um, but I, you know, wish you the best of luck this season, except for week three. Um, Same. And uh, I hope to see you guys in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I want to see I want to see London, you know, more fish and chips be handed out. You know, I, I do too. I mean, I, so I've been saying, I mean, we went two and ten last season. Mm-hmm. My thinking is, if if we go with five wins, I'm happy. Yeah, like I'm yeah. happy because that's one that's doubling your victories, and two, I mean, I think we can actually be a little bit better than that. But um, but five wins, if if I got to five, if I was five and seven, I'm happy to be honest. Yes. And that's a lot of that's how we look at things as well. As long as you do better than you did last season, exactly. Win two or three more games, then you have no choice but to continue down exactly. there. You know, so. Because then that's because then that's really showing that you're you're we, that we are turning things around. Because I mean, it's been a fun off season because in Baltimore, you know, you have one draft pick. You may have picked up a free agent because nobody really leaves Baltimore. You know? Nobody. Um, you know, there's there's two things you know in Baltimore. One, nobody ever leaves, and two, you always drown the sky rats. So, <laughs> with with, <laughs> I haven't said that in forever. I have not said that to Harish since I joined London because it's not right. I feel dirty <sighs> if I say it now, but but to, but you know, those are things that like 
it was always kind of like, okay, we know what the offseason is going to bring. Here, it's been totally different. Yeah, trying sure. to rebuild an entire culture. You know, we we cut a couple of guys, um, some people that were kind of questionable for the for the for the franchise, um, and really just changing the culture. And everybody here is just I, from what Liam even told me. Liam's more excited than he's ever been for this season. And all these players that have been in London are more excited than they have been since they've been there. So, um, you know, and bringing a guy back like Saren Storm, too, mm-hmm. was a key piece as well. Because Saren was one of those guys that was frustrated and left. And then coming back and seeing what the new, you know, focus is of the franchise and how the culture is here. That's what I wanted to happen. And that's what's been happening so far. And we're very happy with where London is right now. You make a final way to make an impact every time, Chad. I try to do what I can do. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, but I cannot let you leave without giving you the last word. So that can be a simple shout-out. That can be a poem or a song. Now, come on, man. You've already done the shout-outs. I'm trying to get people no, to play I am not, not going to sing. I am not going to sing. It would be, it would be terrible. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would sound like a wounded duck. So... <laughs> I mean, it, it might be like a really like weird Barry White impression if we try to do that. Um, but to me, I mean, last word is just, you know, like I've been saying this entire time in this league, um, London's coming. I mean, we're, we're a different team. Um, you know, you can't just overlook us. We're going to be competitive each and every single game. Uh, I am, for one, I'm excited about all the players that are on this London franchise. Um, Angus McLean is going to be a leader in this locker room. He's going to be fantastic. Look out for rookies Cyrock Black and Emmanuel Blackman. They're going to make an impact immediately. Jeff Gagne being a, being a fan, one of the best linebackers in the league, along with Tilly Max Scarborough. And don't forget about Chad Rowland on the defensive line, damn it. Don't forget. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, no, William Davidson and then Chad Rowland beefing up the middle. Yeah. Robert Merrill is going to be a beast this season. Look out for that. And then all these other players that we have, it's, they're, we're all going to be fantastic, I think. And, uh, everybody's going to have so much fun, but just look out for London this season. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for y'all, and I wish y'all the best of luck, okay? All right. Well, thank you. Remember, don't let it be more than three seasons before I'm back on here. You uh, Look, probably week, uh, week four. <laughs> we'll see how it works out week yeah, three. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you win, then I don't know how you <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Peace out. All right. Peace out. All right, and we are back with another good friend of mine, Mr. Yogi Barr, defensive end for the Lone Star Glory. How you doing, Yogi? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. It has been such a long time. And again, I, I must apologize. How many seasons it's been, has it been? <laughs> this, my, this will be my third season. So we're, we're just a little over two seasons back, a year ago. Long time, man. Long time. Time flies. It does. It does. But for all of our new listeners out there, give us a little small overview of yourself. So your your name, if you feel comfortable, um, your age, your uh, your hometown, interesting facts about yourself, and your favorite NFL team. All right. All right. My name is Andy Bradham. I go by Drew, Andy, whatever. Uh, my favorite NFL team is the Minnesota Vikings. Most anybody in the league knows that. Um, defensive end for Lone Star. Uh, I stumbled upon this one night, late at night. We started watching some games, and next thing you know, I was in playing. It's been a wonderful experience. I loved it. Um, I played college football. I played football all growing up. 
So it's just in my blood and any way to stay in the game, I'll stay in the game. And I stumbled upon this and found a home. So what you, did I miss? What, well, the interesting facts about yourself? Well, I'm a retired mailman. I'm okay. 60, 61 years old. I did my 32 years of delivering that mail. Um, Richmond, Virginia is my hometown. Uh, Doug Britton and our own uh, Mr. Ray Bentley are from the same town. I think Andrew is from Northern Virginia. Oh, that's great. There's a bunch of us Virginians now. It's a small world, I'll tell you that. It is. Oh, man. So a retired mailman. So were you getting chased a lot by... Never. Oh, never? I carry, I carry, no, I carry dog biscuits. They they would come wait and wait in the truck for me. I didn't have any problem with dogs. You catch more bees with honey than you do vinegar. There you go. All day long. Yep. <laughs> but I know you mentioned that, you know, you were kind of switching through the channels one night and you just happened to catch some of the games for the SFL. Yep. Isn't it all it takes, though, for you to just catch that one moment that kind of captivates football, you? Yeah. If football. Balls in your blood, it is because I mean, I do fantasy, I do all that stuff, but this is so much better. You know, I, oh, yeah. I've been doing fantasy since the early 80s, and this just takes the cake. I love it. And I think it's, it's because you do hear yourself, you hear your name called out on the field, and you really feel that this is you that's out here making these plays, whether it's good or bad. You know, well, when you when you play team sports for your whole life, I mean, I just gave up baseball and softball about five years ago. Okay. Um, you miss the locker room, you miss the, the bench, you miss the camaraderie, and this kind of gives it to you in its own little way. That's what I love about it. Very true. Were you um, were you a defensive end and when you were playing football? I played most every position, but in college I was a fullback. So oh. I was your I was your protector in college. <laughs> ah, now I'm trying to evade you now, huh? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I'm going to chase you down as far as I can. Yeah, I know. Y'all can try. See, you sound just like Andre Kram over there. You're like, yeah, you can try. <laughs> I'm going to give it my best. You know that? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Especially at Lone Star. You guys have a knack for doing that. Yes, we do. We got a good defense. <laughs> Very true. So, you've had some interesting changes that happened since you have been in the league. Um, I know you were at Charleston at one time. Yep, first year. First year. So... First, explain how was it to be a member of the Charleston Predators and then kind of tell us how you transitioned over to Lone Star Glory. The Charleston Predators was, a, I enjoyed my time there. It was a great um, first year. It was a good place for me to land and learn. Um, we had a good team. I enjoyed the locker room. But when the Lone Star popped up, a whole bunch of us rookies from season 14 had gotten together and had a little chat room while we tried to figure all this out on, you know, took the information, we'd share it with each other. We were trying to figure out how all this worked. And we kicked around a joke about, you know, maybe one day we'll have our own team. And boom, year two, Lone Star popped up, and there, half our team is from that rookie room. Oh, man, it's crazy how you can kind of speak things into existence without even knowing it. Yep. The only problem was access was in that room. You know, I can't <laughs> fix that. <laughs> Y'all are nuts. Y'all always give a a hard time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell us, what is the differences between the two locker rooms? What's the difference in, in the Charleston's um, locker room versus Lone Star? Lone Star seems like a party, straight up. It, it's, it's more family in Lone Star. 
I mean, we, we get together every week. We simulate games. We simulate basketball games. We, we get on there and we just cut up. We just have fun, just like a real locker room. Um, Charleston's was great. I didn't have any problem there. I enjoyed my time there. Allen was great to me. Um, it's just this is like the guys I came up with, and we got our own team, and it just happened. Love it. More, more information about Allen. What is he like? Because I thought I've only interviewed him maybe once. Um, but what is he like as a coach and as a person? He's he's um he's by the book, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's you can tell it's an you know I want to say investment, but you know, not really investment, but time investment. He, he's mm-hmm. um he's detail oriented. Um, he runs a good ship. Um, I'm not gonna tell any more because he might take me out. I can't tell any of the secrets. I was sworn to secrecy on all that. Oh, oh, it was a, he's a mafia member or something? Was going I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> okay, that's awesome, though. That's awesome. So, with your you you just got promoted into yep. a lead role. Yes. So, what is your official title now? Assistant to the Director of Personnel. So, I'm Mark, uh, Assistant to Marcus and Ray Ray. Oh, nice. So how does that feel? Um, I can't wait to get in it and get going because um, numbers are my game. I got an accounting degree from 83 and I, you know, I was a mailman. So at least now I finally get to use it. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. But when I, when I took accounting, we were counting sticks and stones. We didn't have computers. Stop it. <laughs> so it's different now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'll do anything to help the league because I think this league is awesome. So there was an opening. I told Marcus, you know, consider me. And he did his interview process and somehow he chose me. Oh, phenomenal. So what will your job actually entail? Uh, I'll be doing, you know, I guess it's a year to get my feet wet. I'll be taking care of four teams, all their progressions, double checking everything to make sure it's accurate. And then data inputting it for the league. Okay. Okay. So it will be better because I know Tom and Ray were doing this um, last season. And since they both are new owners of LA, they probably did need the extra assistance because they have so much other responsibilities, plus helping Marcus as well. And plus just the pure numbers of people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot, you know, from what, I, what I'm learning already, it's a lot of work that goes in the background of this that people have no idea. So much work. True. Yep. Tell me, have you, have you done stats for the league? I've done stats in the past. I've never done it for the league. Okay. No, no, jumping right into this. <laughs> I mean, but you should, you should fare well in there. I think, I think it'll be all right. Definitely, because I was going to ask you, did you aspire to do anything else in the league? But this seems to be enough. This is going to have your plate full for a minute. Oh yeah, I'll be, a G- <laughs> I'll be a GM somewhere one day. We'll see how long I can hang around here. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. that's what you aspire to be eventually. Uh, own a team one day. Yeah. Okay. Sounds yep. good to me. Sounds good. I don't see why not. Especially when you have, when the owners can look at, at your resume, what you've mm-hmm. done in the league, and they can see that you've actually held high ranking positions as league staff, or if you've been a GM for an odd amount of years, or if you've been a coach, they're more likely to give you those roles because they figure that you have so much time invested in the league and right. you're not going. You that know. sounds good. That'll all work then. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what is the one thing that you're looking forward to this for season 16? Another playoff run. Oh, okay, because you guys did, man, you did a fantastic job. We got in. You did, and I Lost, wasn't sure. 
we lost our heartbreaker to Florida for the second time last year, and I think we opened with them this year. So that's gonna that's kind of becoming our arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah, I watched that game. I actually talked to Wally about that, and uh, when I talked to him about it, he's still kind of heartbroken. Oh, you know, oh. by that much. That much. That much. But, you know, I think that you guys got a really good squad over there. I think that you have really good leadership in Charles and um, with Wally kind of handling the business end of everything. Oh, yeah. I think you guys are going to definitely do well. We're, we're here to stay. <laughs> now, since you are in the Tex-Mex division, is there a particular team that you are looking forward to playing? And then there are, are there teams that you're kind of like, man, we have to play them? Gosh, I don't want to play them. <laughs> That, that's not the that's not the way we work. We'll take anybody they line up in front of us. I'm I'm looking forward not in the Tex Mex division, but I'm looking forward to Florida. I mean, I, I want to get Florida. I do yeah. that much. Is payback <laughs> that time. Would, yeah, yeah, that was that was a very interesting game to watch. Though they but, were both great games to to play into. Very much so. And now on the league side of things. Um, where do you see yourself? Well, actually, I'll just ask you this. Where do you see yourself in one year's time in life and in the SFL? Well, retired already. So I'm going to stay retired. <laughs> you know, we, we like to do a lot of traveling, but this COVID has shut us down for an entire year. Um, the year before we, we went to Montana for a month. We drove all the way to Seattle, Washington and back to Virginia. Did a lot. I saw, I drove through 37 states last year and saw this entire country. We want to do more of that, but we're kind of being shut down now. So I'd like to get back on the road again in, in a year. This would be my plan. Um, in the SFL, right where I am. I, I'm, I'm in a good spot. I, I'm, I'm here to help with the progression. Um, and I want to continue playing for Lone Star. So I'm right where I want to be. I hope I'm in the same spot next year this time. Now, Yogi, you seem like you're a very, very kind-hearted individual. How do you handle the trash talk and adversity when it comes to, you know, people, let's say if you're having a, a losing streak and people are coming and talking about, well, I guess Long Star Glory wasn't as, you know, well, all they were cracked up to be. What do you bulletin say to Bulletin board material. I use it to my <laughs> advantage. Yeah, it's like when I played, I did let my talking on the field. I didn't run my mouth. So I'll do the same here. Sounds good. Sounds good. Going back to when you said you were traveling 37 states, so you traveled to 37 states. Which ones were your favorite? Ooh, Montana is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, Colorado was neat. We um, woke up in the morning because we went going. We were going for Thanksgiving to to see our daughter and, and son-in-law. Um, we woke up in Denver to freeze and rain and ice and snow. And the road, the highway we were going to use was close. So we said, well, I looked on the map. We found this other road to take. It took us through Breckenridge, Copper Mountain, Aspen, Vail, all the big ski resorts up and down and up and down. It was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Just, the whole country is beautiful. Yeah. I want, I want to be able to do that someday to be able to travel to different places that I haven't been and things like that. So I was yeah. just curious. I enjoyed South Dakota. Um, got to ride through a park and ride through with Buffalo. And it's, this every state has its own beauty. Mm -hmm. Every state. One of my favorites was coming home, and I always thought I'd like Arkansas. And 
I wasn't thrilled with Arkansas, but I fell in love with Oklahoma City. I mean, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma City. Oklahoma reminded me of Virginia. Rolling hills and green. It was beautiful. Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like it. Tell me, what are some of your fondest memories in Charleston? And what is your fondest, one, one most memorable moment, I should say, that happened in Charleston and that happened in Lone Star for you? Day one, first game was a, a memory. You know, I, I couldn't believe it happened that quick. Um, I had a three sack game, but you know, it was just—it was a rookie season. You know, you kind of dragged through it, got through it, and enjoyed it. Um, Lone Star was making the playoffs. You know, surprising people and how we did our draft. We set it up. We got everybody we wanted. It was pretty neat to see it from the inside like that. Yeah, that was fun. That this, especially this past draft, that was absolutely amazing to, to be a part of. And that was my first time actually being on a draft panel. A little nervous because I didn't want to say anything stupid, but I'm glad I did my homework. So you, know. you, you did just fine. You did just fine. <laughs> awesome. So, what do you think about your pickups? Your your new members of Longstar. Well, I guess we'll have to go for Trey next year because we got Deuce to go with Ace. <laughs> got to find another one. <laughs> um, I love Evan. Evan, because I coached Evan in, in uh, San Jose, and he's he's awesome, dude. His story is unbelievable. Um, you should get him on your show if you get a chance. I know Dave already yeah, did. Evan. Okay, yeah. good. Um, yeah, I like well, I like what we picked up. That was all we had. We only had two slots available. We got some and free agents. You said you you coached over at. Um, the flight, right? For yeah. the yeah, flight? I do. I do all their progression pretty much. Okay, so what was that like? It's pretty neat to watch, you know, because it's like sometimes I wonder, did I come in this bright-eyed and bushy-tailed like they do? <laughs> I'm sure I did, but it's neat to see it again, you know, from a different view. Um, yeah, they they. I guess because I'm already in the league, they kind of just respect your opinion. You know, I don't tell them this is what you're going to do. I say, what do you want to make your player, and let me help you get there. And, you know, if, if their idea for their player is what I think is going to keep them from getting drafted, I try to help them correct it. You know, like you know, a finesse back, you know, as opposed to a power back. The league loves power backs. So, you know, I, just things like that, I try to help tweak them and, and correct it for them and help, help them get drafted. We did pretty well this year because I got That's a awesome. new quarterback to track down now. <laughs> That's awesome, though, because I was always wondering, because, you know, when we started, it was different how, how we actually came into the league. Um, we didn't have the SFLM teams. Um, we only had one game to kind of so showcase our talent. And I was always wondering if you guys were as hands-on with the players in SFLM. Um, even something so simple as suggesting the right height and suggesting the right weight. Because oftentimes, if you try to be a wide receiver and you come in there, I don't know, my height at 5'3", three, you know, no, right? you're not going to do it. <laughs> but 100 percent, hundred percent. Yep, yep, we are. We we try to we try to guide them so they will get drafted because that's what they're there for. You know, at the end of the day. So tell me about the process in general. So let's say somebody hits this court and say, "Hey, I would like to play on an SFLM team." How does that? How does it work for them? Well, they get assigned to teams by okay. the, the the director of player personnel. He assigns teams in a, in a role. You know, he goes around in a circle and he pops a team and whoever's up next, a player who's in ever, ever's up next. 
Okay. Once we get our hands on them, I find out what they want their player to be. And, you know, like you said, one guy wanted to be 5'8", and I said, no, you don't want to be 5'8". You'll never get drafted. So I, I got him up to 6'3", and he got drafted. Mm. Um, I guess people are trying to make their player similar to themselves, maybe. But you know, I'm just trying to help them progress, try to have a decent team, and help them get drafted. And if we can do that, it's a win-win-win. Awesome. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. And you heard Chad is now going to be the new coach over at uh, Lexington Miners. I saw that. Yeah. So that's going to be some, that's, that's, those are going to be some really good games to watch in April. They are fun. They are. They are. And I, I like to try to keep up with everything and everybody, every game, every single game that happens in the SFL. I try my best to be there, whether it's for a minute or whether it's through the entire game, you know, because I think it's, it's very good to be able to show your support for not only your team, but for others too, you know? Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's an awesome experience, man. Yeah, I usually shoot you a heart or two I'm just about every game I see. Yeah, you do. You do. But I see it and I always appreciate it, Yogi. I really do. Love it. I love chatting with you. I love chatting with you too. And you learn a lot from people that you never, you never probably would have met otherwise. That's but right. Then, when you come to a league like this, and sometimes you're very apprehensive when you're doing anything online because you don't know what type of people that you're really dealing with. You don't know if somebody is catfishing you. You don't know if, you know, they're just telling you the right things to kind of get you. And then you know, this, this league is not like that. So that's why far I was so comfortable. Yes. Far, far from it. Yeah, I agree. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, Yogi. Did you have any questions for me before I let you go? Nope. No, and I don't sing still. <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you that. <laughs> but I am thinking about, I, I do want to incorporate some new co-hosts every every week from my show for the season 16. And if you're interested in being a co-host, I'd love to have you sometime. Well, if you can okay. kind of work that in with all the other stuff you got to do. <laughs> it won't be that bad. I'll, I'll catch, you, catch up with you one of these shows. I'll do it all with right. you. Awesome. Happy to. Uh, awesome. Well, I cannot let you go, Yogi, without giving you the last word. So, that can be a song. Of course, it's not a song. But a shout-out or a poem. Right now, the floor is yours. I just want to thank the SFL for the, the product that they're working on and continuing to work on and you know, cur curling the edges and everything they do. It's a great product. Um, just about everybody in it is happy to be in it, and it makes it a great product, that, that alone. Um, I just thank you know, from the top down, everybody who puts in their time and effort and makes this happen every year, twice a year, two seasons a year. It's a great, great league. Awesome. Thank you, Yogi. And good Thank luck you. to y'all this season, unless you're and playing us. No, we don't get to play you this year. We started with you last year. Um, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Always, Yogi. Bye, my sister. Bye, my brother. Bye. All right, and tying the evening off, I have my good friend with me, Mr. Tom Walsh. Oh, he is now San Diego's offensive coordinator and our new social media director. How are you doing? Busy, that's <laughs> the name, you know, short answer to it. But other than that, I'm doing, doing pretty great. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm so glad you decided to celebrate your accomplishments with me today. Thank you, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, anytime. So the last time you and I spoke, you were over, you were the head of our content creation team. Mm -hmm. 
And so for those first, but before we go into that, for those that did not get a chance to see our last show, would you just give us a brief overview of yourself? So like your name, age, hometown, some interesting facts, and your favorite NFL team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tom Welsh, uh, 34 years old. I live in a town outside of Chicago, Illinois. Um, so by association, I have to be a Bears fan, unfortunately. Um, that's, that's kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I coach college volleyball professionally here. It's kind of, it started as a passion when I was a player and then kind of grew and now it's what I do for a living. So I really enjoy it. And, and yeah, I was the director of audio and video alongside Jeff with the content team. I'm still kind of doing that from time to time and really just helping out whenever video or audio is needed. Um, within the league on top of the new duties I have. All right, and Tom, how did you find us? I found you guys, it was actually by, I I had channeling around the TV, found it one day, didn't really pay any attention. There's my little, one of my little guys just jumping on me. Um, found yeah. it, didn't pay, too, yeah, too, didn't pay too much attention to it. And then, um, ran into a news uh, story with Johnny Pickler on it because he lives just down the road from me and kind of was like, oh, this might be something I want to get into because at the time coaching was kind of at a standstill because of COVID and really wanted to get my coaching itch and get, you know, some sort of team feel, get back into the, to the vibe of feeling like a team. So really kind of just started there. So that's very interesting because you and Johnny live right down the street from each other. Yeah, not too far, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. So have you guys, well, I know with COVID, it's kind of difficult for you to actually have like watch parties and things like that. But do you ever find yourself kind of watching some of the games with him, maybe on a phone call, maybe on a Zoom meeting like this? Oh, yeah, I, I, I watch a lot of Louisiana stuff. When I when I was first coming into the league, I was with St. Louis. I was their director of communications and working to be their offensive coordinator uh, this year. And then things kind of changed. But, you know, really reached out to Johnny um, when I was getting started because he was still technically part of the team. So I had talked to him and we'd found out that we were close to each other. So we kind of talked. And, and Mark Gronick, who's not far from, from us either, and Tony Roberto is not far. So... A lot of the St. Louis guys, we all kind of had that connection where we were, we were within 15, 20 minutes of each other and, and kind of grew that. So it was kind of a nice little connection that we had there. So. so what was it like being over there in St. Louis? I enjoyed my time there. You know, we it was definitely a learning experience and definitely, you know, one that helped me kind of get a feel for the league and Dwayne and Colin and Drew and everybody over there was so great with me and, and they really kind of let me do what I wanted when it came to social media content and graphics and stuff like that and they really appreciated everything that I did so you know it was it was great place to kind of start you know you know start my journey in the league. You know and you are definitely good at what you do because for those that don't know, Tom is responsible for my opening graphics. 
<laughs> and for my ending graphics. So <laughs> when I got that, when when you made those for me, because I was looking for something that would just fit the personality of the show and fit my personality, period. And when you put that together, I was like, this is amazing. And it didn't take you long either. But you're very good at what you do. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It's, it's come with a lot of years of experience and it, you know, it started as a hobby, then turned into a career down the road, and then then kind of not enjoyed it so much, and then now it's kind of back to being a hobby again. So I really, it's kind of come full circle, and I really enjoy, you know, making stuff and definitely help helping people out whenever they need it. Amazing. And how did you, what was the conversation, or tell us the journey from you going from St. Louis all the way to San Diego? as their offensive that was, Yeah, that was, it was kind of like, it, it happened fairly quickly. Um, Javier Vasquez, our quarterback, and I, we grew pretty close together throughout the season and put a bid in for a team uh, when expansion teams were coming out and, and, and he was decided on leaving and, you know, really him and I grew that connection where we wanted to kind of stay together and he helped me a lot, you know, learning down because he's the head coach down in Ottawa and I was the offensive coordinator for Ottawa's past year. So he helped me a lot learn. And, you know, I really kind of wanted to keep that connection going. And if we ever wanted a team down the road, we felt like if we stuck together, that would kind of be the best, best bet. And talk to Optimus, you know, night of the championship game and kind of, you know, realized that we all had the same goals and have, you know, ambitions and, and, and wanted to do the same kind of thing. So we all kind of just hopped on board there and really felt like, you know, Javier and I felt like if, if, if we didn't get a team, this is the next closest thing to it, where it's an expansion team and we get free reigns on what we want to do offensively and defensively and stuff like that, you know, with him being that coach and me being the offensive coordinator. Mm. Well, it seems like everybody's been getting their wishes lately. When you read, when you actually watch the show back, um, both Chad and um, Yogi have some great stories on how, you know, basically they spoke things to fruition and it wound up coming true. You know, so. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it is. Very much so. So, how did it feel being the audio and visual person for our content creation team? It was, it was good. It was tough. Um, you know, Jeff and I both kind of felt like we didn't accomplish everything that we wanted to accomplish. Um, you know, going into it, Jeff leaving because of family issues, and hopefully we have him back one day. And 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 me, it was it was hard getting everybody kind of on the same page and and getting everything together. So then the position kind of morphed into me helping out whenever I need it with anybody I needed you know, helping you out, helping Dave Axis out, helping some other teams out, you know, just kind of being the overall, you know, video person that if somebody wanted a project that, that, you know, they couldn't do as a team, then they would kind of contact me or if they wanted some help with questions or audio or anything along those lines, I was kind of the guy to, to help out. So, it kind of started in one position and morphed into another one and still kind of learning how to get everything together. So we really 
you know, we're really still working and I know Cam's still looking for somebody to take over Jeff's place. And, you know, he had offered me that role as well, but it was kind of just like, well, I felt like I was, you know, might be more useful in the new role that I'm in now, so. Speaking of that new role as social media director, what inspired you to apply for that position in the first place? You know, it was it was one where Cam and I had talked, you know, a, a while ago about a lot of things and we really bonded and connected and, you know, he always wanted me to have a part of something. And when it came down to Jeff's role, it was between Jeff and I, so, you know, he really saw something in me that I appreciated and, you know, a lot of my background is social media and he contacted me when when everything went down and was like, are you interested? Would you want to be a part of this? And, you know, we talked a little bit and, and went over a bunch of things and had about an hour and 15 minute long meeting the other day about everything and kind of came to the conclusion that you know that that this is the right step and this is the right direction for the league and and for myself so all right and so what do you plan on doing differently to help the sfl grow um as a league and to draw more attention to it yeah definitely that's something that you know cam and i had talked about and really you know what we want to focus on right now is the individuals the people that are a part of the league and making sure that that they feel like the league has their back and, the, and you know, that they're noticed, basically. Um, you know, and we, we really want to, um, you know, focus on consistency and posting on every sort of platform and making sure that we're kind of out there and coming up with schedules and, 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 you know, not just graphics and cool logos and stuff like that, just really kind of focusing on the greater good of everything. <laughs> oh, he has, he had something to say about that too. He did. He, he, I, don't know, I don't know if that was a good, good thing or a bad thing, but he, he had something to say. Awesome. Now I've noticed that, that more tweets from SFL teams are being retweeted more content. Um, from teams are being retweeted is was that a priority for you um, to focus on yeah absolutely that was kind of one of the, the biggest things that we wanted to... sorry about that okay. maybe he wants to be on camera too they might they might want to be they're kind of crazy right now um, yeah that was the that was the you know biggest thing that we wanted to hit on was making sure that everybody felt felt that they were a part of the league and felt like the league, you know, saw their creations and their posts and, and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the biggest things was making sure that, you know, if if we were tagged in a post, then, you know, that we saw it, you know, right. and that it was noticed by the league and, and we appreciate them posting it and, and stuff like that. So that was definitely one of my big big things coming out of it is making sure that people understood that that they're being seen and they're being noticed by by the league. And that as a content creator, I really do appreciate that because, you know, when you do spend all the time, you know, working on your projects and things like that, you do want the league to take notice and you do want them to show you like, hey, as we're here, we're doing it, we're trying to get our name out there so we can grow 
you know, and I, I kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it was it was probably one A, if not one B, on the scale of things that we wanted to get accomplished right off the bat, because we really want to. We really want this to grow into, you know, a community job, basically. It's not just me doing everything. It's, you know, the community and the group and, and everybody kind of helping out and, and doing everything they possibly can to, to make it better. Okay, so how do you plan on making an impact as the offensive coordinator of San Diego? Fresh new team? You know, new kids on the block. Uh, your your strong safety, Mr. Mac, Mike Ryan, mentioned <laughs> on his show that y'all was probably going to go like two and ten. No, I didn't say it. He did. <laughs> he said it. That's disappointing. I, just, uh, I, <laughs> I told him at least four and eight, man. You got to get, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always tough for expansion teams to to be successful um, right off the bat in any league, you know, not just our league, but it's, but in any professional league. And, you know, Jacob Clear, our GM, did an excellent job of of recruiting and getting, getting guys in here. So, you know, we're not a team on offense, especially, and not a team that's full of rookies or, you know, young guys. We're full of veterans and and. And guys that can contribute right out, right, right from the jump. So, you know, we're lucky enough to have that on the offensive side. On the defense, we have a few rookies, but you know, we have two, two of the best rookies. You know, one of the best linebackers in the SFLM, and one of the best strong safeties. So, you know, we have the talent to be successful. And you know, we're we're young, you know, hungry coordinators. Myself and and Jacob Clear and. We want to prove that, you know, we know what we're doing and, and can do it. And, you know, week one is always a crapshoot, so nobody ever knows how it's going to go. So it's it's going to be exciting and nerve-wracking and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, we got the we got the roster file. We're doing some sims tonight and tomorrow and, and submitting the book and hoping for the best. So, you know, it's, it, it, it's going to be exciting. It was... It was exciting running the offense down in Ottawa. This is going to be a totally different story, though. Awesome. And, you know, I couldn't – that's why I couldn't just say – I couldn't agree with Mike on that one because I did see who you all have over there. Javier Marcus Vasquez, I mean, he did his thing in the SFLM. So, you know, once you work out the, the bugs and everything, you know, I think you guys would be just fine. Now, is there particular teams that you're looking forward to playing? And are there t particular teams that you're like, man, why did, why did Cam put them on our schedule? <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're excited to play L.A. right off the bat. You know, the battle for California. Um, tomorrow night, Optimus and myself, we're going to be on their podcast and we're going to talk about the rivalry and, and, and everything and, and you know, we we hope we're successful and we and we come out with a victory. But with being week one, we don't know. We both both sides wish that we played each other again. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to to see them down the road this season, if not in the playoffs or whenever. But you know, we we really wish we had them. Me personally, I wish we had St. Louis just to see some friendly faces and kind of 
you know, go against them. I'm sure Javier would feel the same way, not not out of bad blood or, or anything like that, but more so just out of friendly competition. Um, but, you know, as for somebody that I wish we didn't see, there, you know, there's a few playoff teams on, on the schedule that I wish we didn't have to play. But, you know, in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. So we got to see how we stack up against them and, and uh, we'll just have to go from there. Yeah, I feel the, I, I totally feel the same way. Have you seen our schedule? Baltimore's first game, first game to start the whole season off. At that. Yep. <laughs> so, so, then you got Denver, we got Sioux Falls. Got, yeah, it's just, you know, it's. But Cam, but I think Bernard said it best when he says Cam did not put us in that division um, without thinking about it. He knew what we mm-hmm. are capable of. And. Um, it's just about putting the right, putting the right uh, place together. Um, now, are you guys going to be hands-on with the player progressions for your team? Or are you going to kind of let them do what they want to do? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. We have kind of like a, a plan for each guy. And for some of the guys that are older that know what they're doing and, and have an idea of what they want to do with their, their player, we're going to kind of let them do that. Um, but for some of the younger guys, we have a progression plan that they want and that we think would be beneficial for them that we're going to roll with and, and help them get better. Okay, so two more questions. I know that the little ones need to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, See, you know, he was just by the door. He was like, All right. I did. <laughs> so, um, so my first question is, where do you see yourself in a year's time? And that's in SFL and in real life. Man, um, definitely, you know, definitely still see myself helping the helping grow the community and helping grow the league as social media director, um, you know, hopefully gaining a larger team and, and really kind of helping other people, you know, shine, helping them, you know, do what they want to do and get better and, and, and everything like that. Um, you know, definitely see myself in San Diego helping grow this organization and really making sure that we, you know, hit the goals that we want to achieve down the road. Um, as for real life, man, I mean, if, if the pandemic didn't teach you anything, you never know what the future is going to bring. Uh, you know, health and happiness for myself and my wife and our two awful dogs that we have that you hear now. Um, but, uh, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> just continuing to kind of, you know, pave my way through the world and leave positive marks wherever I can. That's that's for sure. Wonderful. And then, what is your advice for someone that wants to start creating content for the SFL? You know, definitely, definitely do it. Con- Contact me if you want help, uh, Tom Welsh on Discord. Um, you know, if you want to get involved doing social media stuff with the league, definitely contact me if you if you want to, you know, get noticed, let me know. You know, the best way to do something is to, is to create it and then, you know, go from there. It, it, we had a lot of people, um, when Jeff and I were talking about that wanted to help out and, and, and really kind of would send some stuff and be like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, I'm always, always up for 
you know, critiquing, so to speak, um, you know, work, trying to help people get better, um, you know, because I'm always the same. I'll always reach out to somebody and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Do you think it looks good? And, you know, two eyes are better than one and, and, and two pairs of eyes are better than one. And really just, if you want to create, just go out there and create and, you know, by all means, reach out if you need to. No, no, I know I do often. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did you have any questions for me before I let you go? No, ma'am. I think we kind of touched on everything. It's always a pleasure to be a part of the show. Sorry about the two dogs. It's their dinner time and mom's not home to help them. She's out having fun. So, Hey, listen, I understand. I told you before I've had dogs, birds, babies, all kind of stuff. So it's all right. <laughs> all a part of the family too. So, right. <laughs> but before I let you go, I have to give you the last word. So that can be a song, that could be a poem, or that can be a simple shout out. Right now, the floor is yours. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody in San Diego. We're super excited for Sunday to come and, you know, everybody's eager to, to, to get going you know it's been a long off season at least it felt that way um we're just we're ready to go and and you know we're ready to take on la and and ready to show people what we're about um shout out to cam for giving me this opportunity i'm super thrilled and excited to be working alongside him and continuing to help you know his baby grow and 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 reach the goals that he wants to reach um you know, shout out to you again for having me on the show. I always love being a part of the show and helping out. And, you know, look forward to continuing to be on it and, and helping helping the league grow with the biggest thing. Sounds good to me. I will be having some special co-hosts every week. I try to, I'm going to try to change it up. And we're going to go over games together. So if you want to do it, I'll be happy to have you on again. I always would love to. All right, man. You have a beautiful, blessed day. And I'll see you soon. Thank you. You too, Ashley. All right. All right. And that is it. Thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I really do appreciate your time. Um, also, special thanks goes out to Yogi and Tom and Chad for being on the show and letting us um, celebrating their, their newfound success with us tonight. But I'm really, really looking forward to season 16, seeing how all of the practice and hard work these coaches have put into the playbooks for their offseason is going to pan out for us. And even seeing how far um, and how well the new expansion teams are going to do. Will they fold? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> but thank you all for tuning in. Stay safe. Treat each other well. Striker. <laughs> <laughs>